1: what is going on all of you handsome listeners welcome back to the dagger podcast where we cover all things nba and the top top news in all of basketball i am taylor call i am joined by my guy dj johnson Dion. just like spider-man He is far- <laughs> no way home he's in italy and we're theorizing affected by Omicron, They may just be, you know, that's the Arwoj bomb. Um, confirmed, but yeah, well soon, my guy. So he's back in Italy visiting family, you know, because he's Mister International, you know. His... <laughs> um, but the show must go must go on, as they say. So we're still here. We're still giving you some insights, but. Dion will be missed today. It's a new year. Happy 2022, my guy.
2: Yo, happy new year. Yeah, that's crazy. That's
1: crazy. Um, personally, I'm kind of rooting for a slight improvement to 2021. 2021.
2: Right. Just a uh, just a little bit.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of over 2021, so I'm I'm on to 2022 for sure. Um, but we're gonna make some new year's resolutions for you guys here on the show. Um and we're also going to talk about some of our best moments, our favorite moments from the 2021 year. Um so we're going to be talking a little bit about that today. We also got to talk about the Chicago Bulls winning their eighth straight. Get everybody healthy back from COVID. Dude. They're on it. They're on a tear especially. So we got to talk about the Bulls a little bit. How far can this team go? Another team that is scorching hot. It's time to give the Grizzlies their own segment. We got to talk about the Grizzlies. It's time. Situated very snugly into that fourth seed in the West. Um, Jaws back. They're still winning. Still looking really good um they just took it to the suns the other day beat the suns um beat the nets so it's it's yeah, time to talk about the grizzlies legit a little bit um and then we have our five games to watch for this week so but first you guys already know how it works we got some awards to give out hooper of the week good hustle <laughs> award EJ, take it away with your Hooper of the Week.
2: Got two Hoopers of the Week. The first one aforementioned uh, from the Chicago Bulls, DeMar DeRozan, who I said earlier, you had got to him. be in that MVP talk. Got My up. man hit two game winners back-to-back buzzer beaters over the weekend. One of them was like a one-foot running like yeah. fade fadeaway against the Pacers. The second one was a double pump against the Wizards. Both of these were on the road, by the way. So that's even more cold-blooded. But DeMar's been on a tear. I think he's top five in scoring, I want to say. But um, he's legit. He's putting the Bulls on his back. He's clutch. And they are, like Taylor was saying, they on fire right now. I think number one seed in the East as well. So big props
1: to DeMar and the Bulls. Yeah, first of all, those – one of my favorite unis in the entire NBA – has always been the Chicago Bulls black jerseys, With black pinstripe. Yeah, the ones Debar was wearing that second during that second game winner yeah, versus. I to fire. say it was <laughs> or was that the first? I don't remember. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been starting the new year off right. Right. No, his resolution was clutchness. One of the best weeks any player has had all season. Gotta be. <laughs> Gotta yeah. Be. He's he's on fire. Yeah. He can do no um, wrong.
2: Fred, like he's got to be, he might be the mayor of Chicago in two weeks. <laughs> oh,
1: no. Yeah, he has got to be.
2: Yeah, um, my second year Hooper. Um, as we do weekly now, going outside of our sport, uh, my guy Jalen Hurts walking yeah. off the <laughs> walking off the field. I believe it was against the Washington football team. Um, and some fans were trying to give my high five. They were leaning over Rellin, and, and the Relin just kind of says, "I'm done." And the Relin just gives away <laughs> breaks, and these fans <laughs> fall right down in front of Jalen Hurts. He looks at him, like, first of all, like, okay, are y'all all right? Then my guy helps him up, takes pictures, makes sure it's okay. Like, what a guy, man. Jalen Hurts. And then not to only mention, he wrote a letter to the Washington football team facility, like, hey, like, what's being done about this? They need to hear back. So he followed up with another email, like, I'm serious. Like, what are y'all doing to take care of these people? So Jalen Hurts, man of the people, good hooper, on and off the field right now.
1: Bro, I don't know if there's a worse organization in sports from, like, (laughs) the top down to the bottom, stadium, (laughs) like, everything than the Washington football team. Nothing Thank right. God we don't have to do another season calling them the Washington football team. Yeah, I want to hear their name. I really want to know their new name. Yeah. I've heard it's rumored to be like the admirals. Yeah. I thought the, I heard uh,
2: admirals, the monuments or something like mon- that. I nah, was like,
1: Monuments. The Washington it. monuments. I no, was like, That's
2: lame as hell. No,
1: that ain't it. Admirals I could get behind are like the Washington commanders. I heard I could get behind That'd be commanders. Dope. That'd be uh, dope. Yeah. Their, their owner is horrible. Horrible. He should, have been on. he should have been on. Bro, like, so they still didn't change their logo. People have different, you know, opinions about, you know, the name. Formerly, Is this still just,
2: Sk- Is yeah. still just WFT? Like, so people,
1: people had mixed feelings about, you know, them being the Redskins. But it's funny that, like, they didn't even want to change it. Basically, the NFL and Nike forced them to change it. So they took away the Redskins basically against their will. And how long does it take to come up with a new mascot? You get in two years. Twelve fans 12 fans in a room, you can come up with one, a really good one in half an hour. Why has it taken two seasons? These are people getting paid to do this too. Right. You still have the same color scheme and everything. Why why can you not just come up with a new logo? or with a new mascots, not that hard. Are you, are you the fact that it's taken two entire seasons is <laughs> deplorable. <laughs> so, oh, man. I mean, yeah, good guy Jalen Hurts. Like, he actually, like, took pictures with these fans and stuff who basically fell on top of him. <laughs> um, Actually taking the Eagles to the playoffs, I heard, so. Yeah. Yeah, Hooper of the week. I mean, you could just give – the Washington football team and good hustle award just for being yeah. at this point. <laughs> they, yeah, they're terrible. But way to focus on the positive, good guy Jalen Hurts. I mean, that railing pretty much matched the effort of you know the Washington football team on the. Floor. Yeah. So, just, you know. Nope. I'm a, I'm a tried to hold up for you know a few minutes and then just gave up and fell over. So. <laughs> you love to see it. My Hoopers of the Week, I got two. Um, and one. Maybe, maybe it's just the bias, but I got to give my guy, Jalen Brown, a Hooper of the Week. Dropping 50. I know it's on the Magic. I don't mm-hmm. care. 50 mm-hmm. pieces is a 50 piece. Um, doesn't bode well for the Celtics that it took every single one of those 50 points to get over the abhorrent Orlando Magic. Abhorrent. Like, that is about as bad as you can win a game. Down 14 to the Magic with four minutes left, and they managed to force <laughs> OT squeak it out. But I mean, that's not Jalen Brown's fault. Jalen Brown went off. So I got to give some love to Jalen Brown. My second Hooper of the week goes out to a guy who's very quietly improving, and that's Anthony Simmons for oh, yeah. the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> Day after his grandpa died, Anthony Simmons dropped 43 points and seven assists and an actual victory for the Portland Trailblazers. So nine three-pointers. My man was hot.
0: Man, he was cooking.
1: Hot. And you you just love this a story behind you know a big game like that, him giving all the credit to his grandpa after such a big night. So you just love to see it. So JB anthony simmons hoopers of the week as you guys can tell we're bringing in extra awards to make up for yeah, being yeah so in the spirit of that i also have a couple of good hustle awards um the first being goes out to two guys and this bothered the hell out of me when i heard this which was Kirk Herbstreet and Desmond Howard um, on college game day. And they were doing some analysis before the bowl games that were happening over New Year's, and they were asked about what their feelings were about uh, players who were headed into the NFL draft choosing to opt out and not play in bowl games. And Kirk Herbstreet went off on these players saying that they don't really love the game. You know, they're quitting on their teammates and their schools and, you know, all of these things, Desmond Howard joined in, you know, echoed the same type of thing and that, you know, it's stupid that if you, you know, aren't in the college football playoff that you just give up and walk away and all this stuff. And first of all, Kirk Herbstreet and Desmond Howard are not unbiased because they work for ESPN. And what's significant about that? Oh yeah, that's right. ESPN has all of the bowl games (laughs) that if players opt out, it hurts the coverage. So the first of all, there's that. And second of all, this is the stupidest take I've ever heard just because a player who's already played 12 games in their college season in theory decides to opt out and choose their dream of the nfl over the what like taxlayer.com Boca raton bowl that makes them greedy and that they don't love the game what are you talking about college football is a business okay that's yeah, true players have always in college football have always been treated with this double standard of like, you know, when it comes from their side, oh, you're getting an education and oh, you know, we have to protect you know, protect and amateurism and all these things. But on the other side, you know, these schools and these networks are making hundreds of millions of dollars and, you know, can't even give a little bit extra to the players or anything. But when a player makes a business decision and, you know decides oh you know i'm not going to risk my lifelong dream of playing professional sports on this mediocre bowl game that doesn't actually matter you know they're going to get roasted for it just just shameful like come on like i i'll put it this way i like when a player chooses to play i think that's a good thing of like yeah there's an extra game um you know i want to stick it out with my team and stuff but just because a kid decides to opt out out and make the smart decision mm-hmm. doesn't mean they don't love the game. That's that's just ridiculous. Get out of here with that. And on top of that, an NFL prospect, Mag, I think his name's Coral Corral, uh, quarterback for Old Miss decided to not opt out, play in the bowl game for Ole Miss, and then he hurt his knee. So who knows how much money that's gonna cost him. Mm-hmm. But like, come on with that! Like, these bowls are so commercialized, and there's so much money being thrown around out of it. Like, I I don't fault players at all for wanting to protect their value and deciding to protect their lifelong dream of playing professional sports instead of one bowl game that, at the end of the day, doesn't actually mean anything. So,
0: yeah,
2: I think Christian, Christian McCaffrey did it. When he was in college, he was just like, "I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like, it's not worth it." Yeah, it doesn't. Like, it doesn't really do anything. Like, they're playing the. You mean to tell me like the Tostitos Bowl is the be all and the end all? Like, nobody cares. Like, because who's gonna pay that kid money if he gets hurt? Right. Nobody. And they don't. Yeah. Like, you you still get ESPN still gets money no matter what. But like, that's like a first round draft pick. That that can cost this person. So like. It's a business. They're just protecting their business, their assets.
1: Right. It's, it's you know, if a kid gets hurt and he can't play anymore, do you really think that school is going to show the same loyalty to that kid? No, right. they're going to take his scholarship. Yeah. Like you That's kidding me with funny. that? Yeah. Let Let me read you some of these bulls that these kids are supposed to care so much about as well. The tail greeter cure bull. The no. RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. The PUBG Mobile New Mexico Bowl. The Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. The Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl presented by Stifle. Oh, yeah, God. Don't, don't go to the NFL, kid. Play in the R-plus-L oh. Carriers New Orleans Bowl instead and risk it all. Like bro, come on. Are you serious with that?
2: They're they're lying to themselves and they're thinking that people are watching anything but the college football playoff. Like like I don't think hey, bro, come does. On. maybe the Rose Bowl, maybe, but that's pushing it. Like nobody's watching more than four games.
1: Yeah, like c- come on, Kirk. Get get out of yeah. here with that. Don't be so salty, bro. You're you're killing me. All right. Sorry to get on my pedestal for a sec with that, but had had to be said. I'm, I'm tired of I'm tired of all the virtual virtue signaling in college football around college players who make business decisions like just they're allowed to protect their value. Get off their back. All right. My second good hustle award with great pleasure. I give this good hustle award to Max Kellerman because for award. about what has it been five years since the give me Iguadala take what's it been? it's so, it since... in
2: 2019 against the Raptors. Was so, it? Is it? I only... think so. I thought it was he right after
1: shot... he won finals MVP.
2: So I think he had a shot in Toronto against the Raptors. And he was like, give me Rodala. I'm like,
1: maybe. Um, yeah. But the famous take fate of the universe on the line, death ray pointed at the earth. Which warrior do you want taking the final shot? Max Kellerman infamously says, "Give me Iguodala," and has been roasted ever since. But Andre Iguodala hit a game winner this week, I believe it was against the Jazz, and Max Kellerman doubled down on this and yeah. said, "Once again, he's not backing off of this." Max, come on, bro! Like Where that is go, the first, <laughs> probably the first game winner Andre Iguodala has had since he made that take. And you've been literally sitting on this take for two or three years, just waiting for Andre Iguodala to hit another shot. Yeah, he's waiting on that one for me. <laughs> Come on, bro. Uh, that's the first one he's hit good. since he said that. Man, this guy will not abandon his take. It took him like six years to finally admit that the cliff has not arrived for Tom Brady. Yeah,
2: that was embarrassing. <laughs> he, he
1: stands by his takes, and so for that, you got to get a good hustle award. Good, good hustle out there, Max. You're not fooling anybody. That's that's yeah. a bad take. Come on, bro. <laughs> All right. All right. Who's, who's hustling, B?
2: Man, this first good hustle, I hate to give it out, but I got to give it to the Houston Rockets. Um. Yeah. They had a rough weekend as far as player personnel. I um, <laughs> got Kevin Porter Jr. straight up left during halftime. I was like, I'm done with this. Like, I've, I can't do it. So he threw a tantrum, and he straight up said, like, drove from the arena at halftime. Like, all right, bet. I'm, I'm out. Well, um, the that's Antonio the first...
1: Brown before it was cool.
2: Exactly. And then Christian Wood same big, you know, Rockets forward missed his COVID test and it was, he's violated a team rule, so he didn't start. But then he was so upset about it, he pouted the whole game and refused to get checked in. Like, he just didn't play that game because he was so salty about it. And they both got suspended against the 76ers, so they, of course, forfeited money all because they were unprofessional. And this is not the first time, like, this has happened. Like, the Rockets have had a history of just – Bad, bad attitudes, and they're a young team. So I mean, it's a rough season for them. But guys, come on, like a little bit of professionalism. You've won ten games, all right. Not all is lost. It's
1: sort of, sort of. I mean, kind of. It is though, but you know, keep it together Keep it together. Yeah, they, they need some veterans down there. Try and keep things in line. Um,
2: I was gonna give Antonio Brown also, an but that's just too easy.
1: So I'm gonna save it. You you got bro, bro. you gotta.
2: I don't know. I'm hearing a lot of conflicting reports, so I, I'm a, I can't I can't I can't. But,
1: but I did all this research just so I could fill in the people on what's going on with Antonio Brown. That's fine. That's okay. I was gonna say I, I,
2: I could give him a guess, but I have I, I was gonna give it to my guy Westbrook.
1: Yeah, but he had zero turnovers last night. You can't give it to him.
2: I was going to give him to when he had seven in the first half yeah, that's <laughs> for fair. the game before. That's But fair. no, no. So, he had seven turnovers in the first half. Then he finished with nine for the game. And this was against, I believe, um, who they play on? Uh, trailblazers, I believe. It was, it was somebody. My guy after the game, a reporter goes, Westbrook, like, how do you think he played? Like, you know, you kind of struggled. He said, I disagree. I'm allowed to miss shots. I'm allowed to turn over the ball. I can do that. (laughs) And it was like, yeah. Like, you can be terrible. Doesn't mean you should be. Like, a quarterback can throw six picks. Does it mean that they should? No. And everybody was like, wait, is he saying, like, yeah, it's cool. I can turn over the ball. I can miss shots. Doesn't matter. Like, Westbrook is on that. I mean, he did have zero turnovers the last game out. But he just straight up said, like, nah, nine turnovers for the game, seven and a half. I can do that. I'm
1: Westbrook, it don't shots and turnovers don't mean he had a bad game.
2: Pray yeah, tell, what God. does
1: mean he had a bad game? Yeah, like, oh, seven for 19, <laughs>
2: nine turnovers. Bro, I was what? balling. <laughs>
1: what are you talking about? Bro. Yeah. And it uh, was amazing because the next game he had zero turnovers. And guess what? The Lakers won. Yeah, plus 17. I was like, oh, that's funny how that
2: Shocker. works.
1: All right. It's almost All like right. there's this weird correlation between a ton of turnovers and losing. All right,
2: well, you know, I hate to go there, but since I was peer pressured, (laughs) I got a bonus good hustle. I got to do it now that we're talking about it. My guy, (laughs) Super Gremlin, A.B. Antonio Brown. I was trying to show some compassion because TB12 was nice about it, but then the more I just see it, the more I got to say. My guy, mid-game, takes off. He leaves his pads up there like Thanos' his armor. And in fin he just said, My work here is done. He throws the gloves off. He's like, I'm out. He's doing jumping jacks while he's leaving, getting the crowd hype in MetLife, you know, or is that where, is that where the Jets play? I believe MetLife Stadium. Yeah. So yeah. he runs off mid game while his team has a third and seven. Yeah, he's just they're playing. The- they're down, actually. And he's like, I'm out. And he just quits. And it's bad for a number of reasons. First reason, um, my guy straight up dropped an album or released a song the night before. He's waiting on an Uber ride. We did wasted no city. time. Oh, yeah. He's in the back of Uber saying this is going to make my Netflix series go viral. <laughs> <laughs> like my guy is on another level. <laughs> oh,
1: and then here's man. the worst
2: part. This is where I just, Tom Brady has fed up for this man time and time. Oh. He dragged AB to a Super Bowl. He even got him his money last year on incentives. TB12 is just such a nice guy because he has literally been a saint for Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown was like, nah, I'm out. And he's still standing
1: by him, still Tom Brady.
2: I I, I, I almost want to give Tom Brady a good hustle for continuing to be so nice. Oh man, he should just pick him to the curb. But this is like AB's seventy fifth chance in the NFL (laughs) after committing a crime (laughs) and forging his vaccination card. He's like, yeah, it's not enough. I quit. Actually, you can't. So I don't know. I know you got the stats to back it up. So go ahead and share. But, but I say so
1: there was speculation after he just ran off the field. The speculation was that he wanted to play and Bruce Arians said no. To, so Antonio Brown was <laughs> upset because he wasn't going to get his incentives. But it's actually the opposite. The report's coming out saying that Bruce Arians wanted him in the game. And Antonio Brown was claiming he had some kind of ankle injury, didn't get any treatment on it, didn't tell anybody, but just like. And then, of course, people have gone through and watched the game, and it didn't look like he was having any trouble cutting or running his route He sure anything. sprinted off the field pretty Yeah, much. and he He's looked like fine leaving the life. field too, but like, nah, my good. ankle hurts, like I can't go in. And so Bruce Arian said, get out of here, meaning go in the locker room. I don't want to see you. And then A.B. just takes off the pads and retires right there. <laughs> So, people, yeah, so people were speculating, like, you know, he was trying to get his money and Bruce Arians was preventing him from doing that. You know, if that's the case, then, you know, I'd be frustrated, too. But it was the opposite. Bruce Arians is telling him to get out there. And Antonio Brown's like, no, won't do it. Why yeah, not? I'm heard, hurt. It's like, no, I heard no you're heard not. Other
2: report. The, the, the weird thing is, is like, apparently he was mad at Tom Brady because Tom Brady was throwing the Gronk. And I was like, "What? You gonna be mad at him of all people? Yeah, like, what are really? You'll you be mad at Tom Brady of all people for throwing a Gronk? Like, what are you? What are you talking about? He's like, get, he's the reason you have a Super Bowl championship. Like, how you gonna really? you gonna be mad at him of all people? He's the reason you have like a job.
1: That guy has done more for your career than anybody then, besides right? Ben Roethlisberger. That dude right. has done revived your brought your career back from the dead like the Undertaker." okay and you're gonna blame tom brady no shot yeah anyway i was going
2: i was gonna give him a pass I was going to, oh i want to be compassionate but i'm like nah,
1: i can't nah. the more I details the more details that have come out the worse it looks for ab people were you know applying human logic like oh maybe there's this would be a legitimate reason maybe he did that nope <laughs> doesn't make sense no nah. no nah.
2: doesn't make. it literally doesn't make sense like if his
1: ankle was hurt He was getting up when
2: he was waving the crowd to get into him leaving. He was, like, throwing his hand. He was getting up. He was running fast, throwing the peace sign like the cheetah, Tyreek Hill. Like, no, he looked fine. So, I don't I don't even buy that.
1: Right. It's like, why is the head coach the first one to hear about your ankle injury? The medical staff, it's a literal mystery. So, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know.
2: He literally had a move in the game where he stopped, started, and ran a go route. Uh And the guy, like, damn near failed trying to keep – he looked – Oh, yeah he looked, he looked fine my God. he looked great
1: yeah I'm with you yeah. I you know how I love my conspiracy theories I have a conspiracy theory that because Antonio Brown was you know like a lot of players was normal for a while and then suddenly you know became really erratic weird haircuts you know doing weird stuff with the Steelers all of a sudden that led him to being traded or released or whatever and it's been acting strange ever since so there was a point a few years ago there was some bad blood between the Bengals and the Steelers. And Antonio, yeah, and, and Antonio Brown took a vicious hit to no, the head from Fontes perfect One of the worst hits, yeah. dirtiest hits, I've, one of the dirtiest hits I've ever seen. Just disgusting. And the conspiracy theory is, is that hit has led to some kind of – I think it's CTE, um, CTE like early. And that's why yeah, he's, he's acting so erratic. And honestly, I kind of believe it. I, I
2: 100% buy it. Because Tom yeah. Brady on his podcast said, like, we need to pray for A.B. and what he's going through. So, I'm like, there's got to be something deeper. Like, if they could do research now and give him a, a scan and they reveal that, like, I would honestly, that would make so much more sense Yeah,
1: than him just being yeah. straight
2: up crazy.
1: Yeah, because he's acting he acts so erratic yeah. and doesn't seem to understand like mm-hmm. the consequences of, of his actions It just doesn't care. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know.
2: Yeah. So then Audible. I'm gonna call it Audible. I'm gonna call Omaha, uh like my guy Peyton Manning used to. I'm gonna give a bonus good hooper to Mike Tomlin, man, for dealing with Antonio <laughs> <Neil> Brown for <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> I don't know how Mike Tomlin kept it in check that long, but Good, husband, like good Hooper to Mike Tomlin because I would have never known AB was like this,
1: bro. Course, I cannot stand the Steelers, but how do you not like Mike Tomlin? Like he has some of the best Tomlin. like interviews in the NFL. Yeah, like when he comes to the podium the after after a loss, that is must see TV.
2: Yeah, he like looks around. All, <laughs> the standard is the standard. Talking to all these cliches, like Coach, what does that mean? I don't know. What yeah, that means.
1: yeah, oh, crazy. All right, back back to basketball. We're having way too much fun talking football. Um, well, let's let's talk about our New Year's resolutions for 2022 for us on this show. Um, we have made some New Year's resolutions. We want you, the viewers, to hold us accountable. And so, you know, a lot of thought has gone into these resolutions of self improvement and you know, holding ourselves accountable. And so my first new year's resolution is I make a resolution to all of you that I will pick the Celtics less in our five games of the week. I have never let it. I realized that I've never let an opportunity go by. And I've picked the Celtics every single time they've appeared. And so my first new year's resolution is to pick the Celtics less.
2: Wow, I, I that's know, big.
1: I'm a changed man. That magic game was enough to make me realize the errors <laughs> yeah. of my ways. Mm-hmm. BJ, do you, do you have a resolution you'd like to share with the viewers?
2: Yeah, um, one of my resolutions, with a the popular theme on this show, um, I am going to be a little bit nicer to the Utah Jazz. I not that I'm not. I'm not Dion level.
1: Of dislike of the Jazz. <laughs> I was about to say, I know give... for a fact that's not Dion's resolution.
2: Oh, hell no, it's not Dion. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna give a little more credit to Utah. Very quietly again, they're having a great season. Um, Rudy Gobert is doing Rudy Gobert things, and they're right in think of it. So this year, I'm gonna give a little bit more credit
1: where it's due to Utah. That's good. That's good. You should. They're they're a great organization. Um, yeah. my second resolution is I resolve to beat VJ at something this year, whether it's trivia, whether it's picks, I don't know, but (laughs) I'm sick of VJ kicking my ass. And so I'm (laughs) going to beat VJ at something. I don't care if I have to rig it to something that is clearly to my advantage. I don't care. I'm going to beat VJ at something. I like
2: it. Okay. Challenge accepted.
1: (laughs) Now that I said that, You know, BJ is gonna go get even sweatier with all of these challenges and beat me even worse. (laughs) But I don't care in 2022. I'm gonna beat BJ at something.
2: (laughs) BJ. Yeah, this this next one here is kind of a competitive edge here, but I plan to go no lower than four and one in our neck all of our five game of the week series. I plan to go for and that's the lowest I'll go as far I want. So I got to really do hone in, do my research. My resolution is to be 8% each week.
1: That that's a good goal. I mean, I know <laughs> I'm not going to meet that. So
2: uh, I, I, I don't know how realistic that is, but I think I can do it.
1: I, I like it. Um I have a resolution to let go of my Ben Simmons hatred. Ben Simmons needs our help. What? okay he's not he's not really he's he's down so bad that he's really not worth hating like i just saw this story come out this week that he's been fined 10 million he just got engaged um yeah he's not really worth hating anymore like he 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 needs some help and so it doesn't really make sense to hate him anymore because I he's like, no longer what what I, I I never really hated Ben Simmons the person. I hated how overrated he was and how everyone would talk about him like, you know, he was the point god mm-hmm. and all of these things. So that's what I really hated. So I'm I'm letting I'm in 2022 I'm letting go of my Ben Simmons hatred.
2: I like that one. I like that one. That's fair. It's kind of when you have a, a guy loses 10 million, <laughs> like you just got to feel That's what I'm feel saying. So
1: like ah jeez. I don't want to kick the man while he's down because he's down bad. So,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And my final resolution is: I want to watch in 2022. I'm going to watch more Anthony Edwards interviews. So, oh, that's good. That's good for the soul. Yes, it is. That is good for the soul. Yes, it is. I like that one. You have any more? Um,
2: yeah, I got one more resolution. It goes against everything I believe in as a Milwaukee native here, but. I am going to tune in maybe even get lead pass on the Chicago Bulls. Ooh. I think I would, I'm, I think I'm gonna sell and you know, just go full sin and buy into the Bulls. I'm a big fan. I'm they're, a big fan of Chicago Bulls.
1: They must see TV right now. they look they like a, they look like are. a Disney movie right now the way they're in movies and stuff and like they are gonna have a Disney plus original series here in a few years so <laughs> yeah that's that's a good resolution. So, with that, along with our new year's theme for this episode, let's talk about our favorite moments of 2021 with the with the NBA season, a couple of seasons actually. So, VJ, what was one of your favorite moments from 2021?
2: Um, I'll say my favorite moment for last, but I think you gotta give a little bit of credit here to Kevin Durant's playoff run, this past play. I mean, granted, he did not make it very far not even conference finals but he had one of the best games I think we've seen in history with the 49 point game triple double against the Bucks in game five I believe this is without Harden or maybe it was like Harden on one bad leg but I think that was one of the best moments because it was just good to see KD back to his old self out there um and every time he's healthy it's just good for basketball so that was definitely a highlight of 2021.
1: Yeah, that, that was on my list too. Of Katie versus the Bucks was one of my favorite moments. Like him in that series was just unreal. That was, yeah, he was that, that, that Bucks net series was as good of a second round like playoff series yeah, as you ever That should have say. been
2: the conference finals. That yeah, should have been for the real. conference finals easily.
1: For real. That Giannis and Katie just going back and forth was just insane. Oof. So that, that was definitely one of the best moments of the year. I mean, I, I'll get my biased one out of the way first. Um, Jason Tatum in April and May was just mm-hmm. must-watch television. He went on a stretch with when Jalen Brown got hurt of just posting post 40s and 50s all over the place. Didn't he, didn't he put up 60? I think he did put up a 60. I think he put up game. 60 <laughs> yeah. like
2: on the Spurs. Yeah. I think it was like 60.
1: Yeah, he went on an absolute tear. And I'm sad that he hasn't replicated it all in 2022 oh, yet. But yeah. the the way he ended that season was just special. Um, 50 points on the Nets in the playoffs to take one game. Um, 40 on the Wizards in the play-in games. And then just all kinds of 40s and 50s and a 60 to get the Celtics into the play-ins. So, this team kind of let him down there. But he he went on a run in April and May. That was just unreal. So, that personally, that was one of my favorites was watching those games.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he um, – I don't know. Like, I'm just a big JT fan, honestly. Like, no matter how much hate me and Deion give him, like, he is a absolute, like, bucket. I love, he's one of my favorite players in the game. He's so smooth. So, that yeah, he put up 60 and he was making it look easy. I'm like, how do you stop this, dude? He's only 23. So, like, good luck with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, he needs to work on his consistency. But yeah. when he's up, he is really up. Yeah, when he's on
2: fire, it's like nothing you can really do.
1: Yeah, so hopefully he regains that form in 2022. DJ, what's, what's another moment from 2021 that you're going
2: to um. Another really good moment for 2021 is kind of a theme now, too, is the rise of the Suns. I think the Suns took a huge step last season. Um, they kind of built some momentum in the bubble two years ago when they went 8-0 in the bubble. It didn't make the playoffs, but they uh, built some real momentum, and then people were question if they were legit or not, but they absolutely smacked the Lakers in the first round. And I'm going to say it, um, with or without Anthony Davis or health, now I'm starting to think that the Suns might have just whooped them either way because they're just that good of a team. And I can, I, I can honestly say I mean it. Um, and the way they've played this season, too, with the eight, 17-game winning streak, like I think the Suns is one of the best stories um, that people kind of overlook just because of, you know, Chris Paul comes in, you know, not much is expected. He makes eight and better. Booker takes a step. Monty Williams adds something to it. And they are, like, become an easy, you know, championship favorite. Within it, just a season after not making the playoffs since probably 2010. So, very underrated story. 2021 was the rise of the Suns, I think.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, you stole one of mine with Katie, so I'll steal one of yours. Of uh, probably the most obvious, the biggest storyline for 2021, which was the rise of Giannis and Giannis in the finals. Oh, just absolutely special. That Easy. game six performance was one of the greatest games of basketball I've ever seen played by him. Yeah. Just absolutely unreal. We're talking about the block on the pick and roll of Aiton. Mm-hmm. You know the dunk with contact and transition to help close yeah. out the game. Just the four games he put in a row on reportedly not a healthy knee. I mean I don't believe it because my eyeballs told me his knee was perfectly right. fine. But... I think he was one hundred
2: twenty percent. Yeah. 120%.
1: Yeah, (laughs) the beating he put on the Suns in four straight games was just on. he just looked and DeAndre Aiden's a great player, but oh, they just looked like an absolute mess. He just made him
2: look facts. I agree. That that was my number one moment of 2021. Yeah, um, just because like there are so many good storylines about that run. Uh, first of all, he re signed in Milwaukee before during the season, the super duper duper max or whatever. He gets revenge against the Heat, sweeps them in the first round after losing to them in the bubble. Um, What else? Then he takes on the Nets, as we kind of mentioned, going toe to toe with KD. People forget that Giannis had 41 in that Game Seven. He came up big. Like he proved a lot of people wrong, include myself, because I was very critical of Giannis too. To be honest, Um, he beat the Suns, which we just talked about, were a red hot team. He closed out the, then with a 50 piece. And then to top it all off, my man goes to Chick fil A the next day and just creates a storm with the 50 50, the half lemonade. Created half a sprite. movement. And I was like, yo, uh, I go to Panera, do y'all got that 50 50. Like, no, this is not Chick fil as <laughs> Like, all right, I thought Giannis could do it. So let me try. But no, I think Giannis, um, that was probably one of the best things about it because the way he did it. You know, he doubled down. I'm staying in Milwaukee and he led him to a very Dirk Nowitzki like ring to going against, you know, a stacked juggernaut team.
1: Yeah, he went off. Yeah. He had help. You know, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton had some good gains in there, but back it was back the back on a back. show from start to finish. So, all right, VJ, clo- close us out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This last one here, I mean, I feel like we were going into it at some point, but. My man, Steph Curry, kind of had a resurgence over the year 2021. 2021. Um, or the end of last season, he was putting up crazy numbers, obviously. And I think that's kind of the momentum he led with into this season. Obviously, you know, breaking the three-point record of Ray Allen um, and have as many games. But um, it's just good to see the resurgence, the Warriors and Steph Curry, um, you know, looking like the league MVP and about to get his running mate back pretty soon here so i think that was
1: one of the best stories too to see steph kind of remind us who he was for sure um and i'll I'll put you on the spot here but what what was one of your favorite episodes that we've done in 2021 i'll tell you mine of i loved over the summer in the off season when we did the conspiracy theories that was a fun fun. episode
0: talking about conspiracy
1: theories um if you guys haven't listened to that one go listen to that one that that's a really fun one what, what episode sticks out in your mind that we did over 2021 that you loved? Uh, this is hard, but
2: I think we did one, our all-NBA predictions. It got really heated because it, it yeah. was there. But I think it was, this is where a debate between Dame and Lucas started. That's it was right. probably one of my favorite episodes. We were all coming with all these facts, all these stats, like yep. pulling stuff out of it. it. was fun though. But I think that was one of the first times we all were like, okay, I got to do my research for this guy. So, and then yeah. it kind of jump started us into where we are now. So, that was one of my favorite ones because it was like, it was hard to argue because everybody made such good points, but it was fun at the same time.
1: Yeah, uh, that, that was a good one for sure. All right, enough reminiscing. We're on to 2022. Let's talk about the Chicago Bulls, as we've mentioned oh, a few times yes. already. Yes, the Bulls, winners of a straight. Demar DeRozan can't be stopped. VJ, let's let's just talk about what's been going on so far. Of uh, what makes the Bulls so good? Why are they so good?
2: The first word that comes to mind to me is um, they're very unselfish. They play the right way. I believe, like, nobody makes it about them. Like, Zach Levine is completely okay with DeMar doing his thing. He's not upset like Demar's taking the shots. He's like, yo, you you take us home, big dog. Like, you got it. Um, so that's one thing that's working really well. And then the other thing is really, really underrated, and that – the, the Bulls play really great defense. I don't know if it's like the, the best kept secret, but they have really athletic wings um, who can defend. Caruso comes off the bench. And as you see, like the Lakers really need that, you know, wing defender like him. And Lonzo Ball, I think Lonzo Ball got to get a ton of credit. The way he has reconstructed his jump shot and now is like, damn, near, I believe 40 plus percent from the three-point line. And he's a great defender. So, you know, they have a lot of good things working for them in terms of chemistry. They play defense. And it just, like, it seems like they really meshed pretty easy together. And I'm not sure if that's just Billy Donovan coaching a good system or do you have the right blend of guys? Because DeMar seems like a very low-key dude. I think Zach Levine's a low-key dude. And Lonzo Ball doesn't say, like, two words. He just goes about his game. So they got a very good mix of guys, I believe.
1: Yeah, I totally echo that. Um, But along with the unselfishness, the Chicago Bulls, and I think this is one of the biggest reasons why the Cavs are winning, too, is they just look like they're having fun. Their joy is infectious. They play the game the right way. When you play the game the right way, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And winning is a lot of fun, too. So they just look like they're having a great time out there. Everyone is happy for everybody else. There's no tension. There's no drama. And you can just see it. Like, they, they're having a lot of fun out there, and it's not just winning. Winning definitely helps, but yeah. they were having fun before they went on streaks and before they had this great record. And so mm-hmm. they just genuinely like to play together. But, I mean, behind all that is clearly this is a team that has worked extremely hard. Like, you mentioned Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball has clearly been in the lab in the offseason. He was not doing a lot of vacationing, you can tell. He's been in the lab. He improved his game, um, improved his shot, but still is not like a huge volume guy. A guy who's taken a step forward like that would be normally want to get his shots up all the time. But Lonzo Ball is perfectly uh, like happy true. to be, you know, I'll say it at this point, one of the most efficient players in the league right now. He actually he his is. shots very carefully, waits till he's open. And other than that, just moves the ball and plays great defense. Like, he's playing extremely well, happy with his role, despite mm-hmm. the steps he's made. DeMar DeRozan has clearly improved his game. Um, you know, his jump shots are going in at a higher rate than they have been at any other point in his career. And so th- this this is a team that's put in a lot of work as well. So,
2: yeah. I think Vucevic, too. Like, I forgot to mention. Vucevic down low, like, that's they have – a lot of what you need to be successful. They have three-point shooting defense and a reliable post-score if the shots aren't falling. So they got a really good uh, mix of weapons. And like you said, like, they play infectious basketball. And when you play with joy, like, good things happen. Like, you know, if you play with guys who uplift you, aren't trying to just chase shots, like, you're going to want to play with that guy because he has your back. He's not just out there for himself.
1: Yeah, and I mean, we've talked a lot, maybe too much, about the Lakers and the Celtics this year. And Mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest things they're missing, is even when they're winning, it doesn't look fun. It doesn't look fun. No, not at all. It looks like such a struggle. It was a chore to win the game. Yeah. It was a chore. (laughs) Yeah. But the Bulls, even when they're losing, which has been, you know, somewhat rare... It looks like it doesn't really bother them. Like, ah, no biggie. We'll get the next yeah,
2: one. Yeah. You know, you know? We, we were within one possession. We'll get it. Right. Next time.
1: It's, there's no finger pointing. There's no stress. They play the game the mm-hmm. right way. And when you play the game the right way, it's fun. Facts. Exactly. I, I think, you know, we've, the whole league, including us, has fallen in love with the Cavs for the same reason of they just play. They I don't think they're as efficient as the, the Bulls are. The Bulls mm-hmm. are on another level in terms of how they're playing. But yeah. the Cavs still joy. play with – yeah, same with that same kind of joy of it's infectious. Mm-hmm. They're not stressed about the wins and losses all the time. And ironically, it's resulted in wins. But they just play mm-hmm. hard. They're having fun. They're happy for their teammates. Like, it's, it's, it's infectious. Uh, it's fun geez. to watch. And I, press- I like what you said, press- too, about – I think Zach Zach Levine deserves a ton of credit. He could easily Mm -hmm. be the ego monster and be like, out of all the alphas, I am the alpha. Right. This is my team. You guys are coming to my team. Um, You know, I get the last shot. I get the most shots, all of these things, and he looks like he could care less. He's like, that's fine.
2: You know, as long as you win, I don't really care.
1: Yeah. DeMar DeRozan's in the MVP conversation. Zach Levine could not be happier for him.
2: Right right
1: exactly. even though i i feel exactly mean could be in the mvp conversation if he decided mm-hmm. to you know play himself yeah. into it and Easy. play his team out of some games but you know he doesn't care that's that's a winning formula all these teams that are struggling that shouldn't be should look at the bulls and what they're doing
2: not that hard
1: <laughs> it <laughs> they, they make it look like it's not that yeah, hard like, like-
2: um be unselfish, be a good teammate, good
1: yeah. stuff. <laughs> I mean none of these moves were like that huge or you know that outlandish. Like they didn't sell the entire farm to get Nikola Vucevic. Uh, you know? Like any anybody out there could have went and got him. Bulls just decided to. They put a lot of good dudes in the same room together and it's it's working out. So you, you you love to see it. And like you said, I liked your resolution of I, I want to watch the Bulls more too. Yeah, it's a fun ass team. You know, after watching the Celtics for the last four months, it's fun to watch, you know, <laughs> good quality basketball. They move the ball, they're happy for each other. What a joy. Yeah, well, must be nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, be nice. I mean, the Celtics are still my team, but I've made a New Year's resolution to watch the Celtics less because it's yeah. affecting my blood pressure and my and my mental health. <laughs> trying to watch those dudes play basketball all right so with that being said is it time to consider the Bulls among title favorites like let me put it to you this way will you be surprised if the Bulls are in the finals
2: as much as I love the Bulls and we just spent a lot of time saying I don't think they're there yet like as a legit favorite so uh, to answer your question i would be surprised if they were in the finals or if they even were to win the championship i wouldn't be surprised if they got to the conference finals and met a team but i would be surprised if they beat the likes of brooklyn or they beat the likes of milwaukee in a seven game series i'm not ready to say they're title favorites but i would like they're legit um they're legit candidates for you know Conference finals at least, but I can't say title favorites yet. I think they're a year away, I want to say. Just one more year with this group, is collective, because they haven't been through a playoff battle together just yet. I say one more year, and I'll be ready to make that um, commitment.
1: Yeah, the team that they remind me of is the Suns from last year. Yeah. And the Suns had a lot of dudes who were unproven and had never done anything in the playoffs. And it didn't take long for the Suns to quiet the, the doubters. But the reason there are doubters is usually it takes a few years. All of the guys on this team, even veterans like Vucevic and DeRozan, have never really gone that deep into the playoffs. Zach oh. Levine, too. Um, you know, first round, maybe DeRozan's second round. Like, I don't think he's been to the conference finals toronto won the year after they traded him so um maybe he's been to the conference finals i don't know but these are a lot of dudes who are unproven in the playoffs and they could prove us wrong the way the suns did last year but um usually you have to have a little bit of experience and like, like you're saying i would be surprised if they beat the bucks in a seven game series yeah I The Nets, I don't know. I could see it going either way. Nets haven't been playing as well of late. But I, I think I would be surprised if they beat the Bucks in a seven-game series. So, I mean, I guess in a way, pump the brakes. Well, yeah, just comes... a little bit. Yeah. Um. In terms of the regular season, I'm all in. I have no reason to think that they won't finish top three in the East. Um. They'll definitely host some playoff series. But... Mm-hmm. Will yeah. they win Ooh. all of playoff that?
2: basketball in Chicago? That's gonna be different, man. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, playoff.
1: It's it's good for the game. When Chicago is good, it's good for everybody. Right. Nice. So and nice. as much as I hate to say you know, there are teams where when they're good, it's just good for everybody. The Knicks, yeah. the Bulls, Knicks, the Fools, the Lakers, yeah. whatever. Um Celtics <laughs> used to be one of those teams. I mean, we could argue if they still are, but um, Yeah, I mean, when the Bulls are good, it's good for everybody. So, love to see it. I, uh, Yeah, I'm going to be keeping my eyes on them very closely. So, with that being said, let's talk about Memphis, the other team that's on fire right now. So, same question I had with the Bulls. Jaws back, despite what the original, you know, the Memphis fans think they're still really (laughs) good with Shaw. They're still winning games. They've knocked off the... Um, Nets and the Suns recently. Yeah, they beat the Lakers too. I mean, that's unfortunately that's not really a feat anymore. Yeah, it's really
2: not that impressive, actually. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: maybe that's a low blow, BJ, But
2: <laughs> it's it's fair. It's
1: fair. It's fair. Um, but same question I had with the Bulls is what makes the Memphis Grizzlies so good?
2: Um, much less or much more or less articulate than my last i have no clue why the greeley's are actually like i don't really know why like if you were looking for a drawn out like you know this is my scientific. no i don't know i, I really don't know only there i think of is like ja being a leader taking that next step as a potential superstar like i think that's the main reason why because if you look at it Jaren Jackson isn't playing great every night. Like, that contract is starting to look more and more like, you don't know if he was worth all of that. Um, Dylan Brooks hasn't been healthy, and he's arguably been their second-best player sometimes. Um, but they're relying on a lot of young guys, which is scary, but it's working out for them. And they're in the West, too. And I think they're fourth right now with a clear six and seven-game lead in that fourth spot. But um, we mentioned this guy a few weeks ago. Um I think Taylor James has to get a lot of credit. I think they're very well coached and he's good with these young guys. I think he has them playing the right way. Um, they're not really scared of anybody and they play, you know, good basketball they shoot um, particularly well from three, I want to say, and they play defense. But I think if I had to be true, it's just a lot to do with John ja Morant, like the way he pushes the pace for them. Cause he hits like a game and then lay up every night I see on beach Report. So I think, uh, to be honest, it's got to be all centered around him. There's no magic formula other than they drafted the right guy
1: uh, two years ago. Yeah, BJ, I was hoping you knew why they were winning, and I was just going to echo what you were going to say. Um, yeah, I also don't know why all they're right. winning. <laughs> it, <laughs> really defies, it defies logic. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm looking at the box scores every night, and, and nobody really stands out. Nobody. You know, like, <laughs> it's like yeah, i'm looking at the averages it doesn't make a ton of sense and all i can come up with is this is just a young team that believes in themselves they yeah. are taking a you know us versus them mentality and f everybody else in the league you know they don't believe in us but we believe in us and any night it could it could be anybody yeah, yeah. it could be Dylan Brooks it could be jjj it could be Desmond Bain like it, it could be anybody
2: yeah, like but, they're, uh... um, the, young, really well, but. the younger OKC like years and years ago without the same kind of star power but the same kind of vibe of like young dudes out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, but no Chris Paul though. Yeah. No, no Chris Paul there to lead them. Yeah. It's just it's yeah, But like they, they believe in themselves and you know, they went on a stretch. They've had some close wins recently, but they went on a stretch, but they were just blowing the doors off of teams, like yeah. They were absolutely destroying teams. Like, talked <laughs> yeah, what they did to the Thunder was an absolute felony. Um, <laughs> set an NBA record with no John Morant. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, no, if, no. yeah, if if you ask them, it makes perfect sense to them. They're not surprised at all. And so, I think there's a lesson to be learned in that. Well, that being said, is it how how far can the Grizzlies actually go? Do we actually believe in the Grizzlies? Like, how much faith do you actually have in them come playoffs. time?
2: Um, so, they lost in the first round of last year after beating Golden State in the play-in, which I was actually surprised by. So, I got them as a very frisky second-round team. Like, I think that's, like, if they get to the second round, like, they have had an amazing season if they get to the second round of playoffs. Because I think that's when, like, it slows down and you need stars to win games in the second round and above. And I'm not sure Ja's gonna be able to do that just alone by himself. So I got them as a second round ceiling, at least for this season for the time being.
1: Yeah. Um, unlike the Bulls, I would be shocked if they made the conference finals. I would be totally shocked if that happened. Yeah, but the thing is, there's not a lot. If they let's let's just play this through. If they hold the four seed, I think they can beat whoever is the five seed. There's not a lot of great teams in the West. Yeah, it's I think the, the Nuggets, it's five the Suns, right now. it's the Jazz, Javs. and after and that, it. a it's whole Memphis. lot of nothing. <laughs> like, uh, so, yeah, so, I mean, could Memphis beat, you know, a shorthanded Nuggets or a shorthanded um, Dallas, a shorthanded L.A.? Yeah, they uh, could.
2: They blow the doors off L.A. every time they play them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every yeah. time they play them.
1: So I think this team's ceiling is the second round. I'm agreeing with you. I almost expect them to win a playoff series at this point, just because of how weak the West is and how well they've played so far. Um, You know, they could fall off. Their lack of talent could show up in the playoffs. Um, But I mean, I don't think Kawhi is coming back anytime soon. Who knows what Jamal Murray will look like when he comes back. So who knows? Like, This team could very easily make the second round. And I think if they do, I think it'll be a huge boost to their future.
2: I agree. Second round is
1: not bad at all for them. With this young of a team. Yeah, but I could also see them being this year's Hawks. Like, they look a lot like the Hawks. Would not surprise
2: me. Would
1: not surprise me. If they, you know, upset a really good team in the playoffs and made it to the conference finals. Like,
2: yeah, I'd be surprised. I wouldn't be mad. I would
1: be mad at that they you know we were all surprised when the hawks did it even though they you know weren't that good but you know with covid with injuries anything could happen so yeah. they they could very easily play spoiler if you don't take them seriously all right let's launch right into our five games of the week then so first game grizzlies at calves on tuesday uh who do you like Be.
2: I think I'm a road with the Cavs in
1: this one. Um,
2: I think they've been playing well. They got the big front line up there, and uh, I'm just a, I'm just a Cleveland ride or die right now as well. Even though we just gave Grizzlies some love, I will go with the Cavs in this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, as much as I love the Cavs, um, I'm riding the Grizzlies while they're hot, so I'm going to take the okay. Grizzlies. Okay. Um, game two, Wednesday night, Warriors at the Mavericks. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and take the Warriors here. I expect them to not have any trouble. I think Luka's back, but it shouldn't matter. BJ? Yeah, I'm
2: rolling I'm rolling with you on that one, too. I think the Warriors should get the dub. Um, everybody's back from COVID, I believe. Um, Draymond believes he's the MVP um, is out there, too. So, I'm mm-hmm. going with the Warriors. Yeah.
1: Um, game number three, Bucks at the Nets. BJ, who do you like?
2: Oh, uh, the Nets let me down last week, so I'm going to veer away from them and go with the, uh, the Bucs this time around. Every time the Bucs play the Nets, I feel like it's a reminder of what they're trying to continue to do, and that's be championship caliber team. So I like the Bucs.
1: Yeah, give me the Bucs as well. The Nets have slid a little bit as of late. Even with Katie back, they haven't been playing great basketball. Yeah.
2: Lost to so. the Clippers, not great.
1: Yeah, um, so I, I, I like the Bucks and the Grizzlies, I'm pretty sure. Um, game number four, then, also Friday night, uh, Wizards at the Bulls. Um, I'm also riding the Bulls while they're hot, so give, give me the Bulls. 100%. Give me, give me Chicago in on that one. Um, after DeMarge the game, winner on them, too,
2: and they're building, I absolutely give me the Bulls.
1: Yeah, the Wizards still represent the greatest discrepancy between record and confidence in my mind. So they have a good record, but my confidence in them is still barely above zero. So yeah. no, I, no I, shot. I like the Bulls. All right. Game number five then. Heat at the Suns. Saturday night. Who do you like, B? Um I like the Suns here.
2: The reason being they haven't been as consistent as I've hoped lately. Honestly, since Christmas. But Jimmy Butler just went down with the ankle injury the other night. So I think that might be a hindrance to the Heat. And that's not enough to go against the Suns. And I feel like the Suns got embarrassed against the Celtics. So they kind of want to, you know, get the ship right at least. So I got the Suns in this one.
1: Yeah, I'm actually going to take the Heat in this one. Um, uh, (laughs) Full disclosure, I didn't know that Jimmy Butler went down, but I'm not going to change it. I think Bam is going to be back by Saturday. Um, Wow. Okay. They're they're saying he could be back this this week. So I think Bam is back. And the Suns haven't quite looked like the same team. They are a better team than the Heat, but they've been stumbling a bit as of late. So I'm going to take the Heat in this one.
2: Okay. I can see that. I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Yeah. So let's get it. Let's go out of bounds real quick before we wrap up. So it's good that Dion's not here too, because I don't know if he's seen it still. He's been traveling and stuff. But me and you uh. have both seen Spider-Man No Way Home. And no spoilers, don't worry, but holy shit was that <laughs> yeah. a film. That was, was a motion experience. picture. If I've ever seen one, that, that was, was phenomenal. Experience. Phenomenal. If you haven't if you haven't seen it, go see it. Um but with our out of bounds, we're gonna give you guys our top five Marvel movies of all time. And I don't know if this is how you did this, did your list. I should have specified, but the way I did my list is I did it without Avengers movies because the Avengers would be most of my top five. So did you? Are I, you saying
2: saying like no? Did you do you have any Endgame or
1: no? Infinity I War? don't have no. I don't have Infinity War or Endgame on my list. Just okay just because like my list would be number 1 would be infinity war number 2 would be end game number okay. 3 would probably be the first i don't know like okay i think it, for me it's just easier to not do the avengers movies and just to do the individual ones but um because i'm a cheater i have some honorable mentions yeah. of got to love the first iron man the godfather yeah Still, I watched it this summer. Still really good. Still totally holds up. Um, love Doctor Strange. Um, I don't do drugs, but if I did, I would do drugs and watch Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be a trip. <laughs> but I, the visuals in that movie are just so cool. And yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch is really good. Um, I also just a couple weeks ago saw Shang-Chi for the first time. That was really oh, good as well. Some good action. Yeah. Middle of the movie was a little heavy for me. I was a little confused, but like yeah, the beginning and the end it. were really good, so <laughs> I'll give it to him. All right, my list. My top 5 Marvel movies of all time. Number 5, I got Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Great okay. movie. Number 4, I have Captain America: Winter Soldier. Um totally grips you from beginning to end. It has it all. Um number three, I have Black Panther. Um okay. on soundtrack alone, that would make any top five. Um love Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. Yeah. Um yeah. Fire. obviously Chadwick Bozeman, phenomenal as Black Panther. So it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with that without him. But I know it's kind of curious. It kind of makes me mad because I feel like they sat on Black Panther 2 for too long. I feel like they could have done another Black Panther movie with Chadwick Boseman. But who knows? Maybe it was his, you know, he his schedule was too packed or something. But I would have liked to see another Chadwick Boseman performance. But oh, well, Let's see what they do with Black Panther 2. At number two, I Have No Way Home. Um, it was that good that it's number two on my list now. Hmm. I remember watching those original Spider-Man movies one, two, and three, like when they came out in theaters. So a lot of nostalgia for me, but my all time favorite Marvel movie other than the Avengers is Thor Ragnarok. I love Thor. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok was fire. Yeah. Really good action sequences. The dialogue is hilarious. Um, I love Thor Ragnarok. Just phenomenal. What do you What do you got, B?
0: Okay,
2: um, number five. I'm gonna just start it off hot here. I like Iron Man three a lot. Iron Man Man three, yeah.
1: Really? I like Iron Man three. That's a hot take. Yeah, I kind of like the Iron Man because most people. Awesome. I'm not flaming you, but most people consider that like one of the worst Marvel movies. Believe it or not, I'm
2: just not that harsh of a movie critic. I guess to be, honest. I'm not that. I'm not that harsh of a critic, dude. That that's
1: honestly critics. that's the right way to live life. Like, why wouldn't yeah. you live your life just being easily pleased? Like,
2: I didn't. I didn't watch Mortal Kombat thinking I'm like, oh my god, this is as dramatic as the titan Like, I didn't just go like and thinking it was gonna be so i mean that's fair that's a fair take um, see
1: daniel who's you know been a guest host with us before my younger brother i always give him a hard time as being too easy to please like he loves every movie that comes out like oh yeah, it was great oh. not actually but you know i give him yeah. a hard time so if i asked like, what you think of this <laughs> oh yeah it was great know, i really liked it so i i gave yeah. him a hard i gave him a hard time about that but it, honestly it's it's a good way to live but I'm that, I'm surprised that, to see Iron Man 3 make your list, but go go on.
2: Yeah, I think I was just enamored with the different suits and how you could it was, you know.
1: Uh, that, that four, was cool. I'll give you that.
2: Yeah. Four, I actually have Ragnarok as my fourth. Number four? Oh, Kill it. Yeah. I, I like I like that one. Probably out of all the Thor movies. Like Yeah yeah the second one i didn't think was as great nah, <laughs> like the
1: thor, thor the dark world is also yeah. one of those movies that's like yeah, everyone like, hates it so
2: kind of cheeks a little bit not, Ragnarok not definitely, especially with hulk being as funny as he was yeah for yeah, sure that one. yeah uh number three kind of somebody black panther was i thought a very good movie i like the storyline michael b jordan was perfect for killmonger yep. Yes, Chadwick Bowden is a legend. So yeah. I, I thought that was a really great um, movie. Um, number two, I don't know why this one was fire to me. Civil War, Captain America: Civil War.
1: Don't hate it. That like yeah.
2: that was one of the best ones.
1: Like yeah, like, that, that one was super cool. Definitely really I, cool.
2: Yeah, I love the scene at the cargo, or when they were like the fight scene when they brought yeah, at the airport. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was, that one was one badass. Yeah. And I'm basic, you know, I'm kind of a what's hot, what's not trendy, but no way home was fire, man. Bro, I'm not that mad is at not, it. Yeah, like just cause like that was this the nostalgia from not spoiling anything, but if you were watching the original Spider-Man from two thousand early two thousand to now. Like you just gonna go crazy, and I like. Yeah, they did a lot of things good with this movie. I feel like as far as Easter eggs, if you know, you know. So, I think No Way Home was one of the best ones. And
1: I've I've also yeah. heard from people even if like you didn't see all of the other ones, it's still you really still good. Know. It's still yeah, totally holds to, up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. It, I've seriously considered it putting it number one. It's it's a little too early for me. I need the initial rush to wear off to see if it's still, you know, maybe it is number one, you know. But I I need the initial rush to wash off and watch it one or two more times. I kind of
2: want to go back to the theater and watch it by myself without the crowd and just kind of like take it in because I was like, see what I missed from the first time. It'll make you like, damn, that was so.
1: Yeah, it was so gas, so good yeah i'm gonna go see it again for sure um i i honestly full disclosure i just went by myself because every, you know, everyone everyone had wait. just left yeah everyone left town i was on like my first day of winter break and i did not want it to get spoiled
2: mm-hmm. did, you, like, did you see it with a crowd did you, was it like a no, or something? no.
1: Oh. unfortunately i've seen like infinity war and end game like opening night you know the crowd and everything that yeah. that's an experience all, all like some
2: scenes in no way home you're like you're like looking around the theater like damn is Giannis in here something yeah like, really no it's fire though
1: it, I recommend. An experience you. no i went at like 11 15 in the morning at a matinee oh i
2: mean that still works though. and like yeah because
1: i'm like i i was just laying in bed like and i was like, like i was, you know doing my usual morning routine over winter break of like you know getting on social media for like an hour before I get on get out <laughs> of bed you know on a date to the movies yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was like I can't get on social media I don't want to see spoilers no. I was like I we don't get on to... Twitter
2: or Facebook Instagram I don't really get on any of those until I saw it I like yeah. deleted them because I didn't want yeah. no spoilers it was like
1: you know friends are out of town you know because of winter break they just they all went home um it's a pain in the ass to get a babysitter. You know, obviously Becca would go with me, but you know, getting a babysitter is hard. Fuck it. I'm just gonna go. <laughs> I, went. I, mean, you know, I don't care. And empty theater, it was still great. So oh yeah. Yeah, but I'm definitely gonna go yeah. see it again. Yeah. So. Mar- Marvel had
2: a low-key fire year in 2021. Like what yeah. if what yeah. if all the series on Disney Plus? Like, I
1: haven't watched that yet. I need to. I haven't what seen if? what if and I haven't seen oh. the Eternals. So if I you see, see what if, journals.
2: if you see what if, multi, the multiverse of madness is gonna make a lot of sense if you watch. Yeah, whatever.
1: that's that's the episode people have been telling me to watch. So yeah. the Doctor Strange one. So maybe we'll go watch it right yeah. now. But if you guys are listening to this, know that we appreciate hey, you new guys. New Hit us up on social media, the Dagger Podcast. Let us know what your favorite Marvel movies of all time are. What your new New Year's New Year's resolutions are for the coming year. and Your favorite moments from the NBA season from 2021. So Happy New Year's listeners. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate you guys. We'll catch you guys next time.
0: In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and and there's a there's a time frame there.